This is a podcast of two type A girls working hard to untangle the BS stories and expectations related to this illusion of perfection. Life is hard enough without adding pressure to be more, do more, be the best. It's an ever moving target. And so, in an attempt to inch closer to our authentic selves, the vulnerable, messy, and uniquely beautiful, we have decided to push back. Bit by bit, we are untangling society's demands of us, sinking in to our own intuition. If something makes us feel more alive, we're doing more of that. If something drains us, we're gonna practice removing ourselves. This is a journey we hope you'll join us on. Together, we will explore insights, tips, and tricks, all in an attempt to help you uncover your truest, most authentic self. Take two. Okay, take two. (laughs) We're back. We had some um, slight technical difficulties, um, which is hilarious because I didn't write that much on this topic. Well, not as much as usual, I will say. Mm And so in the time when we were having technical difficulties and Maddie was working on it on her end, it gave me an opportunity <laughs> to look up a definition because that's the one thing I didn't have and I had a feeling we were going to ask yes. for that. So thank God for technical difficulties it was all meant because to be. I am significantly more prepared after writing that couple words. Now you'll have all the thoughts. <laughs> I do, um, well, we'll say it again, but first time for y'all is just that this topic that we're going to talk about today is something that I brought up to Maddie and after I did and she agreed and I wrote down like literally one sentence, (laughs) I was questioning why in the world did I present this to her as something I want to talk about because I don't have any tips or any thoughts of what to say um, because both of us agree Neither one of us are super great at it. And I do remember Maddie saying that in the Perception episode, which ironically was published today on the day that we're recording this. And Maddie starts by saying the same thing. Like, I proposed it and then I said, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. So, But I feel like that's because, and you mentioned this, like it's not because you don't have thoughts on the topic. It's because you're taking more so the stance of like, how can I tell people how to do this better and it's like we're both saying up front like we're shit at this so (laughs) I said when we had to cut that one because of tech difficulties but we decided this podcast is maybe just gonna more so be a venting and just more relatable for people who also struggle so give it to us what are we talking about today okay okay the suspense (laughs) and shit is killing y'all but and as soon as I say it you'll be like yeah that makes sense for both of you sucking at it but Today, we are going to be talking about practicing presence. So being present in the moment, in the space you're in, in the conversation, in whatever. Whatever you're doing, just being fully present. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is a struggle. And it's kind of funny, like, the struggle with this issue or the struggle to define it. Because I know it's, like, cliche, but it's also true and kind of trippy that, like, the present moment is literally like all we have that is all that's like tangible and real within our lives and yet like we don't for many of us we spend little time there but give us your definition like if your kind of own thoughts on it and or what you found on google (laughs) like 
three seconds ago uh, what I found one. on Google. <laughs> okay. I like how you said it's what we have now because that's what the definition said. So um, I looked at the definition of present, like mm-hmm. being present, and it said the period of time now occurring. Yep. So not overcomplicating it. Like it's literally just. Right this second. The time right now. The second. Yes. So trippy. I looked up presence. Um, so okay. I Googled it and it said the state or fact of existing, occurring, or being present in a place or thing. And I think this is a little bit faulty or doesn't like encompass, encompass what we want to talk about because if being, if having this active presence is simply the state of existing or being like, well, yeah, I can exist and still mentally be <laughs> two years in the future like I typically am so like I think with us like we're going beyond that simple existence or being we're talking about like how can we truly take the most out of this exact moment yeah I think like because we could all argue like everyone in the world is good at being present you'll have to be you have no other choice (laughs) exactly (laughs) but literally to be so yes I do Agree. It's about more than that, but what is that more, mm-hmm. and why do we suck yeah. at it? <laughs> I, I mean, I do know why, but I don't know how to get better. But my own definition, okay. like before I even looked it up, I was like, kind of oh, what yeah. do I look yeah, at yeah. as presence? And I said, a state of being where one is fully immersed and accepting of the present moment. So Ooh, it's kind yeah. of like, it's funny because it, it... Look out Webster. It was before Google, <laughs> but like before I looked it up and it aligns. It's Look just adding that other element of like beyond me being right now. I'm also like immersed and most ex- most importantly accepting of this moment. Yeah, I like that a lot. The first statement I wrote down, because obviously the first thing I wrote down was not a definition, but the first thing I wrote down was in all caps, I just wrote, I have like a deep desire to get better at this. Um, like really deep desire, but I definitely don't have it figured out. Um, and for those of us who like to accomplish things and most things we can figure out, that is annoying as hell. Right. I've been saying this for years, I want to do it, and I just have not hacked it. What is your, like, motivation or reasoning, though, for wanting to, like, why are you drawn towards presence? What is, what do you feel like that's going to provide you? I think part of it ties to, like, joy and gratitude. Mm -hmm. I think, like, if you're in the moment, you can more fully, obviously, enjoy it and then be grateful for, and that, like, has a ripple effect. But also, like, what the hell is the point of living if we get to the end and we were never actually living? Exactly. Yeah. And, but why, I don't know, this whole concept of, like, being in it, and I think I've mentioned this in a couple of other episodes, but, like, there is a girl that I went to college with, and she's, like, in nature, and her kids don't watch TV a lot, and... They do art projects all the time or cook. And it's not like one of those annoying people who like make you feel bad about yourself because you're not present. It's like the imperfect of her life is like she'll post like a cup of coffee and be like, 
genuine, like have beautiful, she's a writer, so she'll write like something beautiful about like, yeah, my kid, the other day it was like her family's been sick. So she was like, yeah, my kids are crying, but their breath or their chest sounds clear while they're crying. Like, wow, that's something to be grateful <laughs> Look for. Look at her finding like, that she glimmer is literally, or what do we call it? A, a delight. A delight. Her yeah. delight. She's literally able to find those in very, very simple moments in her life. And I don't think she would recognize those things. If she was had her mind, yeah. Other if places. she's thinking ahead to two weeks from now when her kids are healthy and like how great that's going to be, she was like fully right but, here, even though her kids are sick and she might be sick. Yes, and I'm. It's nothing like the in particular. Like I wouldn't necessarily like live her life or do this or do that, but like it genuinely like I'm drawn to her ability to be like genuinely in the moment. And, like, fully embracing that humanity. And it's making me think of your value of, like, simplicity, too. Oh, my. I wrote that down. Okay, go for it, then. (laughs) Okay. Well, I was going to say it for later, but let's roll. I was thinking (laughs) the whole bottom of this page, you guys can't see it. I'll post it. The whole bottom is full of notes. And this is the definition. There's one up top. The one thing up top is when I do experience presence, the whole bottom is how I suck at it. So it's not... Um, balanced by any means, but I was able to recognize some moments where I tend to experience presence in moments, mm-hmm. right? Like more, more is a loose word, <laughs> more often. And I put it's in those simple things. So it is when like I notice the leaves changing colors or a sunrise or a sunset that kind of draws me back to the now, which I know we've talked about that before. Um, the other area that was simplistic is that childlike play, yep. which I know I've talked about that. So that could be with my kids, like playing a game, going to the park, doing those things, like literally with children, or me just playing, or the roller skating idea, or um, Sean and I playing ping pong, or coloring, like the literal like idea of playfulness. Um, is kind of the other time that I find myself being more present. And then this one is a little counter and I don't like have a fully developed thought, but I think sometimes when I'm tired, I might be more present. And I think the reason for that is my brain, which we'll talk about a lot, my brain like is taking a break. I don't have the mental energy to be thinking. I don't have the mental energy to be thinking. So I'm present, not necessarily by choice, but because like I'm mentally exhausted. And so I might be more present in those moments, um, but that's tainted by me being tired and not being present either. So it's kind of both Mm -hmm. and, but those, you're right. Like my tie to the value of simplicity. And we talked about this then too, is like, not necessarily because I'm good at it, but it's because I'm drawn to it and recognize the importance and my desire to live that value more fully. It's funny because I also tied to my value, which was of acceptance. And if you go back to that episode, like I explained it is, I'm not great at acceptance, but I want to be more accepting, like meaning like I'm accepting of where I'm at right now in my life and I can find contentment in that. Like I absolutely just the same, have this as a value because it's just that important to me and yet... I'm on the struggle bus, like hell with it. 
<laughs> okay, I found some post and I was like, God bless. It was like a checklist almost. Of how to be president. <laughs> no, it was the opposite. It was like totally calling me out. So it was saying five signs that you are not <laughs> oh, living in the present moment. And I was like, oh gosh. And all five, I could be like, check, 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 check. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> are you ready I'm for I'm ready and I know they're going to like Oh, hell yeah. This is it. Okay. Number one, your days go quickly and you barely have time to pause. You often zone out during day-to-day tasks. Number three, you find little value in your breaks. What else could I be doing now that's more productive? (laughs) Right, right, right. Number four, you're easily distractible and often overstimulated. Number five, you struggle with sitting still and resting. I was like, son of a bee, this is everything. It also really, I was like, whoa, they're just calling out ADHD here because I, I mean, that's part of it too. I do. I'm like 95% sure I'm undiagnosed ADHD, but I bet you all couldn't tell that, right? (laughs) Like there's been no inklings of that in this podcast ever. But with that, I think it also talks about, we've talked about anxiety Mm -hmm. a lot and that often that coexistence ties into so much of what I just went through. Um, And that anxiety or worry of like living in the past or the future um, takes away from the now, certainly. But yeah, that post was like five signs you aren't living in the moment. And I was like, I would write it. And then I, I literally just have five giant check marks on my piece of paper. An interesting thought on that. Um, and I'm sure you've listened to it because it's Glennon's podcast. Um, they had, I don't remember the girl's name, but she was like an Enneagram expert essentially. And she went through all of them. Ashton? Maybe. I have no idea. I remember it was a good podcast, but one of the things she, like, went through, like, one through however many there are, and with each one she said, and their orientation to time is, and this thought came up so much for me in this, like, idea of presence, because if, like, I don't know what my Enneagram number is, but it has to be one where my orientation to time (laughs) is the present or the future. And there are some people that are, like, drawn – some Enneagram numbers that are drawn towards, like, the present moment or the past, but also the future. And I think for me, I'm, like, always oriented towards the future. Like, I'm rarely just thinking of, like, right here and right now. It's always, like, where am I headed and what can I do? Um, We talked about this. Like, my – I literally, like, on my body, it says mind the gap. And I've talked about mind the gap in so many – episodes already and that literally means to me where am I headed and how do I get there so like my entire motto for life is screwed with this topic because it's the whole idea is being oriented towards the future maybe we both need to tattoo like yeah on my other arm I'll put that one (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious well okay so we're not. We're just not living in the moment, right? So we can just establish that right off the bat. So if you, too, <laughs> resonated with the five signs that you're not present, welcome, friend. You're in good company. Um, I also had this, like, realization that oftentimes, and I'm, okay, I'll start here and then fill in. But oftentimes, me personally, I am 
so busy looking for the next picture so I can relive the moment later that I forget to live in the moment now. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about this piece of it. Okay. And I'm guilty of the pressure to like put it on social media, right? Or it didn't happen. And or I've always been this way. Like ask my college group of friends, like who's the one that's always like, okay, smile. At the end of every episode. And guess what? Yes, we are so glad that we have those pictures in college. And if I didn't make us take a picture, we probably weren't going to take a picture. And for my family, when we're at get-togethers or, like, I'm capturing candid moments of people with the kids or doing cutesy shit. And, like, it's that whole, like, mom behind the camera thing. Not that I shy away from the camera. Like, someone wants it. Great. But that whole idea of, like, it's so important to me that we can look back on and reflect and relive all those happy good moments but I had this realization that like that's great but it doesn't mean shit if you're not living in them now Mm -hmm. if you look at that picture and you're like yeah that event happened but I can't remember how it felt to be at that event you're looking at it through your phone living at that event yeah that's like I said I didn't even think about this but that's one thing I don't know maybe like three or four years now I've gotten very mindful of because uh when I first started going to Oregon I like on my hikes I would just spend the whole time like taking pictures and first of all the pictures do like nothing it doesn't do any justice for like what I'm actually seeing and I was I was spending like the whole hike on my phone trying to like capture it for other people or look back on it later on same with like concerts now like I never pull my phone out when I'm at a concert but I always look around and it's like everybody there is recording it on their phone instead of just like being in the moment with it but anyhow like I am- what you s- so guilty. What you said makes me think of something I wrote down, though, because you're saying, like, okay, I don't – there's some fault in me doing this, but you also acknowledge, like, if I had not been the one saying let's take the pictures back in college, we wouldn't have those, like, memories now or just, like, the happiness of being able to look at them. And I wrote down, like, I think that there's power and need for having all orientations to time, but if we're too heavy on one – Like, that's where the problem comes about. Because if, like, say our orientation of time is the past or we're just reflecting on the past a lot, I think that can be really good for learning lessons and seeing, like, okay, this happened then, so what can I do better now? So, like, there is a need to Mm -hmm. be reflective of our past. And, like, my motto with Mind the Gap, that is so important to me because having, like, a clear idea of where I'm headed is what's helping me actually reach that place. So there's also value in trying to plan and look ahead. But, like, I'm spending too much time there, and that's leading to me not enjoying, like, I don't want to say I'm not enjoying my present at all. I am, but not nearly to the extent that I should be. Oh, should. How about could? That I could could be, be. or I would like to be. Yes, okay, that's Thanks for calling me on that one. I mean, I need that too because I should have myself often. Um, I appreciate that, the orientation to time thing. I don't think I made that connection, but I can look at people around me or people that I'm close to and like start to identify what theirs is. Which they, what theirs are, yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is kind of funny. I'm curious. I do know my Enneagram. I'm really curious. So, either re-listen or look up just what the orientation is. And you already see know what it's, it's going to be. 
<laughs> yours. Present. I mean, not present. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no, not present. Yeah. Future? I oh, yeah. assume. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe are you somebody that like ruminates a lot in the past? Or I feel like you're more like future oriented. Yeah, more future oriented. Um, but again, every episode, like a muscle, I am hopeful that it's something that maybe our orientation or natural inclination toward one of the orientations may not change, right? Um, but with practice, get better at being present. And that's why when I wrote down the topic, it said practicing mm-hmm. presence, not just being present or because we're not desire there. for presence. It's like it's a practice. Um, so I'm curious if you had any thoughts on <laughs> any any idea at all because I had little um, on how how do we practice? Oh, yeah, as I mentioned at the start, I literally didn't write down anything as far as like I am present when or I achieve presence through. But um, right now, something that I'm literally doing as of like probably less than a week is meditating, um, which is. I, I wrote this down. I'm like, is like the ultimate form of presence meditating? And I think so. But also, yeah, I like, I don't typically do that because to me, I'm like, how am I going to stop and just sit and do nothing? Like, no, that sounds horrible. I don't want to do that. But the only reason I'm practicing meditating right now is because I have a big speaking engagement coming up next week that I'm a nervous wreck for. And thank God that by the time this is out, it's done and over with and I survived. (laughs) But anyhow, I'm doing that because I'm like so nervous for it and like predicting my future in that sense that I'm trying to like be present in my now to like calm down and prepare. But I feel like that's a like probably the number one thing we could do to be more present. And then you're strengthening that muscle like – not only to be applying in meditation sessions, but like to your actual everyday life if you get better at being present. Okay, talk me through that. So is it like a guided meditation? Are you starting with like 30 seconds? Or are you going all in like, I want to see you for 30 yeah, minutes? Definitely not that. I I had the Headspace app for a really long time, but it's expensive. Like you pay like annually. And so when I'm like getting nervous for this speech I have coming up, I was like, I need to meditate again. But I was like, I don't want to pay for the membership again. And I found out that there's like a student discount. So I jumped right on that and I'm back on. But the course that I'm doing is like you can choose like 10, 20 or 30 minutes. And of course, I like am selecting the 10. But the first day that I was doing it sometime over the weekend, I was like sitting there. And I started to get antsy, and I was like, dude, there, 10 minutes has, has to have passed by now. But I was like, no, that goes against everything you're doing right now. Like, just be present and let it be. But it kept going and going, and I finally looked at my phone, and I was on the 30-minute one, and I stopped it. So I didn't even finish Oh, my God. It would have been funnier if you said you were doing the 10-minute, and you, like, at, like, 30 yeah. seconds, you're like, oh, my God. No, I was, I had a good perception on time there. I was like, it has to have been more than 10 minutes by now. <laughs> have you meditated before? Like, is this, has this ever been a practice in your life? Uh, yeah, that sounds really hard. I also have the Headspace app, again, in this whole idea of, like, the desire to do said thing. Um, 
I do find the time when I do do it on the Headspace app, I like the sleep ones where you do it before bed and it's like the, they're like five minutes and it's like walking you through how to have all your muscles relax and like get ready for sleep. Um, Like, okay, let your fingers turn off or whatever. I don't know what they say, but I find that really soothing like before bed. So I do do, sometimes I do those, but again, they're three to five minutes and I'm already in bed laying down and starting to wind down a little bit, or attempting to. Um, I I think I've tried some of the other ones and just, like, not with a lot of success. I think it's, like, as I'm sitting here thinking, it's probably important that we're, like, somewhat, like, I'm no expert, that's for sure, Um, but kind of, like, providing a definition of meditation because I know before I ever did it in my life, like, my thought process of it was way off where, like, meditation isn't this idea that you're gonna like sit there and no thoughts are gonna come through your mind and you're gonna be perfectly zen it's like actually the exact opposite of it where you're like told to sit there and focus on your breath or the sounds around you and being accepting when you catch yourself like off on whatever thought pattern it's like not like being like oh shit I'm supposed to be doing this I'm so bad at this instead you're just supposed to be like oh there's a thought and now I'm back to meditating let it go yep I I was going to work with one of my clients with autism in my new contract side gig and something he struggles with is anxiety and so I found this um mindfulness YouTube for mm-hmm. kids and one of them was like thought bubbles and you literally practiced like in your head like yep. popping the bubbles so it got you to practice like and focus on like popping the bubbles of your thoughts. Um, so that's a good, not tip that we're offering you, but like Headspace is helpful or there's so many other free like free, too, like on YouTube, so many free apps, YouTube. Yeah. All of that. Or like the breath, the idea of the breath work. Um, there's a bunch of like, again, on YouTube, I found a video where like this circle gets bigger, bigger, bigger for a breath in. And then as it gets smaller, you slowly let your breath out or, you know, with the sounds of the ocean or whatever. There's a ton of things um, like that. And for me, part of that presence um, is very much like that breath work and just being mindful. And those are moments, too, when I think I'm a little more present as if I'm aware of those things, um, like taking a deep breath. So that's like your intentional, like, I need to be present, so I'm going to take a couple deep breaths sort of thing. Well, I when you choose not like to. to be present. I think my deep breaths are like Chill you need out. to calm the f down. Yeah, <laughs> which I guess coincidentally might help me with that presence thing. Um, yeah, I think it's more like a coping to calm, and I don't do that all the time well either. Um, but I did write down, and I have not practiced it enough to speak to it. But we had talked about it in my therapy before, um, or you see it all the time, is like the grounding technique of like, what are five things I see around me? Four things I can touch, three things I hear, two things I smell, one thing I can yeah. taste. Um, so the grounding technique of like drawing yourself back to your body, which we have mentioned in other episodes, and that embodiment of like utilizing your five senses and grounding yourself to that very present mm-hmm. moment. Um I wrote it down, not as something that I practice very often, 
but something that I do want to be mindful of trying more often. Yes, and available and free, and you can do it no matter where you're at. Um, That I do, the couple times I did it, literally in my life, I found it very helpful, and so just reminding myself even of that tool. And I think that that a lot of these options just with the breath work or the grounding are so important because I imagine many people listening are similar to us where they struggle with this being present idea. So if it is just that simple, like I'm going to take three deep breaths or five deep breaths and I'm going to pause to do my five senses grounding. Like these are simple like ways to adopt it into (laughs) your life also, but like being like gracious and patient with yourself that you're probably not going to do it every single day and it's not going to look just how you want but as we say in every episode if you do it a couple times like you build that muscle and it gets easier yeah I'd be curious you said you didn't write it down so I'm putting you on the spot but I had mentioned the few ways where acknowledging it's not all the time and I'm not quote unquote like good at it but this whole idea of where I do intentionally or even unintentionally find myself feeling even a little bit more present in the moment. Um, can you think of a couple where you might be? Yes. As we know, I'm not great at it. And I don't think that my intention behind it is like, I need to be present right now. So I'm going to do this. It's just almost like a byproduct of what I'm doing. But I do find typically like my workouts is, are a time when I'm more present. I like use like cycling classes where I have like a coach talking to me and everything so it's kind of hard to be elsewhere whereas if it was just music or something playing like I probably would be more off task Mm -hmm. but that brings me presence um similar to you like I feel like when I'm with my nieces or nephews I'm much more prone to just being like present and happy with them which is like an interesting consideration with kids I think they're a lot better at being present and so we maybe adopt that a bit more when we're with them and then when I'm finding like a flow state which that should be a whole topic in itself because I love that concept but I don't know like I can't even necessarily say like oh this thing brings me into a flow state but I know when I have described a flow state so like the state of flow I'm There's, like, I'm sure a definition for it that I don't have offhand, but it's essentially, like, when you lose track of time and you're so, like, Mm -hmm. immersed and lost in something that, like, you have zero orientation to time at all, like, other than just, like, focused on what you're doing. So, like, as bizarre and nerdy as this sounds, I remember when I first heard this idea, it made me think of, like, algebra in in high school because I remember I, like – loved algebra and I would be like so focused on oh, solving the problems those are the like, class oh would my always God. just fly by and I loved like sorting through and flying like trying to figure it out so like that's does that make sense what flow state kind of is yeah what's a current what's a current <sighs> time when you may experience that so again I, I can't like name one specific thing that brings or not consistently yeah. so but like an ex- has okay so like time. an example that has probably been more recently is you're familiar with canva too i remember like it's basically mm-hmm. like a graphic design website and i use it a lot for work and recently i've specifically been using it for this speech that i have coming up on intuitive eating and we all know how much i care about that so like i have found that like 
as I've been working on that and creating different materials for it, I'm like pretty like zoned in on it and not thinking like I feel like I've spent a lot of time on it and it just flies by. Yeah, that's a good. What are like some of your ways that you find presence or like a flow state? Because they're almost synonymous in some ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. So maybe. I mean, having said and heard that and acknowledged it, yes, I've felt that too. Like, maybe we're not as sucky at this as this we is thought. This a theme. Like, it happens. It might not be Zen meditation, right? And it may be in moments of, like, the result is productivity. Like, you were productive in getting a speech but written or something. we can into it. Yeah, but you experience presence, some presence during that. Because you had like a passion for the topic or um, like a vested interest. I, I do want to go back to the childlike thing for a second. Because I think when you said that you too are sometimes find yourself like or allow yourself to be present with the kids, mm-hmm. right? Because there are times when like I'm playing a game with the kids but like I'm over here on my phone. Or I'm playing a game with the kids and I'm like to do thinking about my to-do list. Yeah. So I'm not talking about times like that. Um, which definitely happen. Um, but the times when you like are genuinely playing with them and you're in it and I don't want my phone next to me and um, in those moments, and I wonder if part of that is because we, I'll speak for me, but I think this does happen to other people, is that we lower our inhibitions to be like silly and goofy and imaginative and creative. And, and I think part of that is because we're not as scared for judgment maybe from the kids that we are from like other adults in other situations that we're in. And just as the kids probably are like, I think kids definitely are more oriented in time to like the present moment. They're not necessarily thinking about like, what am I going to be doing tomorrow in class? Or what are we doing this weekend? What do I want to be when I grow up? Like, sure. They think about those things, but it's very rare. I think, I think this is probably something that's more like, programmed into us over time that as we're seeking out this success in our lives I feel like that's a lot when like we begin to shift that orientation of time yeah I agree I think when you become even that cusp of adulthood they just seem so young but like 18 when you're like okay, what are you going to do with your life? Like, you're done with school, so either you're going to college or you're getting a job or you're doing this. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're supposed to have it, like, all figured out by the time you're 18, which is such a joke. But you don't know crap when you're 18. But, like, that whole forward thinking, you're almost forced into it because society's asking these questions all the time and you're pressured to have an answer at the ready. Um, And that does kind of force that shift in you, I think. Yeah. And not even 18. Like, that starts when you enter high school and people are asking freshmen, where are you going to college? I didn't even think about that. What are you doing? Like, that is, that starts, like, and I think it's younger and younger and younger, like, this push for, like, what are you going to do and how successful are you going to be and what are you doing in the future that, like, we forget sometimes to allow kids to be kids. And, like, we're robbing them of the present. Yeah. It makes me think of the whole idea, I feel like I've said this on many many episodes that like the grass is greener sort of idea or like for me this topic makes me sad because I am always so focused on like where I'm heading and how I'm gonna achieve that Mm 
and yet I'm forgetting that like my life right now are exactly those things that five, not five, like two, three, last year, last month are the things that I was working towards. And now I'm here and I'm now focused on what's coming next. And so it makes me think I wrote this in my notes. It's like our intro. It's like an ever moving target. So it's almost like a scam to never be present because (laughs) you're so focused on achieving this future thing. And then, and then you get that, but you're already on to the next thing and you don't even enjoy it. God, what a freaking hamster wheel we're living. It's really sad. It's so sad. <laughs> yes. Well, what a downer. I think, okay, we'll tie back to our favorite thing. The three things of like, okay, we now like have an awareness and we're acknowledging. We've got problems. Right? That this might be an area of struggle. And so this might require a little bit more of us. But I think like we've said when when you were talking about the felicities, like I can think of things that I engage in too that like I'm in it. Like I'm in the zone and I'm rocking and rolling and that too is a form of presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so acknowledging that there are areas that we do or don't do this or that could use, you know, some more focus or more intentionality, like our awareness is there now. And so choosing to act on that or not, like that is awareness. in our power. Yeah. And then action or inaction, like, are we going to do something about it or not? And if we're okay with where we're at, that's fine. But if we're going to acknowledge it and be aware of it and still choose, we want something different, but we're not going to act different, like, then that's on us. And that inaction or inaction makes me think of what I said at the very beginning, that there 100% is value and, like, rumination maybe not so much, but, like, thinking and working through the past and also, like, looking ahead and planning for our future – like sometimes you do need to take the action or inaction of like maybe I don't need to be so present right now in this one specific thing and other times it's like if you're too wrapped up in the past or the future like that's a moment where it's like no I do need the action to be a little bit more present right now yeah this is a tough one just period. I was going to have like a follow-up. I just don't really because it is hard. Um, again, I would assume that many listeners are similar to us in a lot of ways. Um, and I think this is hard in general. I think for our society, this is hard. Like this is not, it's marketed. Yes. So we buy the app, we pay the <laughs> money for the app. We do this, we buy the certain lights or we the water trickling sound machines and we do all the things, right? Like it's marketed for sure. But I think like the societal messaging is actually not this. Yeah. Right. And so it's gonna yeah, take some intentionality of like what do you want from this moment? But in order to take something from this moment, we need to like be in the moment. So that's like a good reminder to me, especially. And I think so much of it, like calling myself out is like, put down the damn phone. Like just be in it, right? Like it doesn't have to be recorded or the emails can wait an hour while I'm in this other thing or I'm having a conversation or in a meeting and I'm multitasking by like also checking email and jagging down, ooh, that just came to my mind. Let me write down quick. Like, so even in those moments, like even professional, like being able to be like fully yeah. present is hard. 
but real. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like the homework for this episode, because even though you and I didn't come into this conversation with this being the goal, I think this was helpful for both of us to like be forced to identify where is this showing up maybe a little bit in my life. So I would encourage listeners to kind of consider when you're feeling those moments of flow state or when you just feel more present and maybe trying to lean into those a bit more. Give yourself some credit, I think. <clears throat> I mean, this whole first 10 minutes was us being like, we suck, <laughs> this is bullshit, we are the worst. And in some ways that may be true, but I do think like we're all probably doing it even a little in ways that we're not aware of. So taking that second to think about it, um, maybe the little bit of encouragement you need to continue. Yes. And I was about to say pray for me in my speech, but I forgot. I'm mean, It's going to be gone and done by then. Thank God. <laughs> but tell her, good job, Maddie, for how you killed it at your speech. We're excited to hear all about thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, maybe that could be a topic, Maddie. You could tell us, like, about the anxiety leading up to it, the preparation, but then, like, how it went. Yeah. I think it's going to be energizing and you're going to end up That's what I keep telling everybody is it's like so frustrating because I'm like so freaking pumped and excited to have this opportunity, but I'm also so like equally nervous, but I've heard this a lot recently in conversation and podcasts that like excited and um, anxious are the same thing. It's just your interpretation of them. Like both of them are having a lot of energy and like angst. But one we look okay, at as positive Jess and one and core Did she say it in that? Uh, no, but I'm just talking about how like we associate things as good or bad. And, yeah. Right? She talked about So I'm about trying that, to remind but, like, myself that. I keep saying I'm so freaking yeah. nervous, but it's also like that's because I'm so freaking excited and I want to do this topic and this opportunity justice. So it's a week from today, y'all. Give yourself some credit. This time when you guys hear it, it will have been like a month gone. But right in this moment, I've got one week. We're in it with you. Yep. All right. We can't wait to hear about it. We can't wait to hear from all of you. If you've been with us since, you know, the OGs here, this will be, what is it? 22. Episode 22. Wild. So DM us. We want to thank you because this is really fun for us. And we hope that you two are finding, I don't know, some benefit, some laughs, some enjoyment, some I roll <laughs> all of it. We probably deserve all of it. So bring it on. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Bye.